welcome to Gab and Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So throw away your map and join us for a road trip. Hey everyone. Today we're looking at Lorelei through the Enneagram. You know, Jackie, that I've been kind of, obs- I don't know if I'd say obsessed with the Enneagram. What, I mean, whatever do you mean, Catherine? <laughs> what, what is the Enneagram? <laughs> I haven't heard you talk about that at all. <laughs> I mean, I definitely didn't bring a book on our family vacation and leave it on the coffee table and for everyone to read. Take tests. And make everyone take tests. Okay, in fairness, you made your family take tests. I did not. Yes, <gasps> I did. You so did. Yeah, I definitely did. You yeah. so did. Okay. <laughs> so, first of all, I feel like I have to make a big disclaimer. I am not an Enneagram expert whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not like trained formally or anything like that. I'm a total hobbyist, enthusiast type person. I just, I learned about it a year ago. Someone suggested actually that I look at human design and this isn't to bash human design at all. But when I found out it was completely based on when you were born, I was like, eh, you know, just like, okay, I don't know. We've got like Zodiac signs for Mm. all that. And it just looking into it drew me into the Enneagram and I was like I think this is really cool it, it spoke to me yeah so I just started following people on Instagram and podcasts and all stuff like that so if you want to know some of my favorite people who are experts sure tell us <laughs> okay Let's hear I, it. I love Enneagram for the culture podcast oh yeah I've listened to them yeah Camille Logan and oh, yeah. Kimberly Reese they're great they're awesome um Ashton Whitmoyer Ober So it's a personality typing system, essentially. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I love it is just because I feel like it helps me understand other people better and helps my relationships with other people better. Because like when you have a personality, you don't always understand why someone is motivated Mm -hmm. or like acting why they are. Right. Right. And doesn't that, it it talks about people's motivations and fears and all of that stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And there are nine, right? There are nine types. There are nine types. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel about the Enneagram? Are you into it? I am totally into it. I actually came across it through um, Glennon Doyle's podcast one yes. day. She had a guest on, and that's how I heard about it. And yep, I, I thought, listened to that one too. That was yeah, really it was good. so good. And I'm just like, how do you spell this word? Was my first thought. <laughs> that's such a weird word, right? <laughs> Whenever I type it, I leave out one of the e's. I know, right? Um, for me, I agree. It was very interesting because like you, I love to understand people as a social worker, understand yeah. their motivations, where they're coming from, um, why they do things. And yeah, I just love yeah. to understand a little more about the people around me so that we can totally. have, you know, the best, most productive relationships. So Definitely. yeah, I think it's totally cool. Yeah. Like and it, as I was starting my research and just listening to, you know, like a year ago, I got into it. And as I was learning more about the types, I remember hearing one that was like so my husband and I was just like oh my gosh that's so him and it's just really like I know him well of course it's been 20 years together whatever but um just hearing someone else explain characteristics in a way and like those motivations or um what like helps that number where you can get stuck I just found it super helpful yeah I think it can improve our relationships so any tool that improves our relationships on board yeah absolutely 
And so one of the fun things that, of course, I wanted to relate it to was Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Because I'm going to present another theory here. Here's my hypothesis. Okay. I love theory For the show. Okay. Is that... Should we do the drum roll again? Yeah. Do the drum roll. <laughs> what is that? It's a helicopter. No, okay. <laughs> okay. We already did that. Okay. Bit. okay. Um, <laughs> I honestly feel like someone in the writer's room, like one of the Amy Sherman Palladino or Daniel Palladino either took an Enneagram book and wrote Lorelei as a seven, or they just like knew somebody in their lives uh-huh. who was very similar to Lorelei, mm. who is a seven. Cause like she is so seven. It's hard to even <laughs> comprehend. So you're just giving it to us right up the top here. She is a seven. She is such a seven. And we want to know why the it's Paladinos. Almost ridiculous. Like, did they know someone or did they use the book? Yeah. Who is she modeled after? Yeah. I need to know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let me tell you a little bit about the seven. And yeah, you tell right. me, folks, people listening, mm-hmm. like, tell me if this is not Lorelai Gilmore. Yep. Ready? Okay. This is from The Essential Guide to Your Enneotype by Liz okay. Carver and Josh, John Green. Okay. Externally, these types are the life of the party. They are fun, entertaining, uninhibited, upbeat people. They exude joy and emanate positivity. Always up for an adventure. These types are going, going, going all the time. Mm. Coffee, coffee, coffee. When emotionally healthy, they are engaging storytellers. Curious, spontaneous, optimistic, talkative, thoughtful, passionate, celebratory, and active. I mean, uh, are you kidding me? Y- yep. <laughs> Could deny that. <laughs> so they call sevens either. Each number has kind of a title. So the seven is known as the enthusiast mm. or the optimist. Okay. Um, just like one is the reformer or the improver. You know, two is the helper or the giver, etc. Okay. Um, so yeah. sevens are really... motivated by a desire to have fun and experience new things and experience contentment which I think we can Uh, say is pretty Lorelai Gilmore and nothing to argue yet yeah like what they fear and what they avoid is pain yeah I mean I feel like I could just I'm thinking of one million (laughs) examples to back this up yeah and as a social worker I feel like you probably have, you know, like thought of most of this already while you're watching <laughs> Lorelai, right? Absolutely. She definitely has her like biggest protector part is the desire to avoid the pain and to have the fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, the two opposites. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I should say that there, you know, some of the wonderful Enneagram experts that I listen to, like Enneagram for the culture, they would say, we're not really supposed to go around typing other people. Like, that's not the goal of this. You're not supposed to say, like, you're such a seven or you're such a three. fun. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, but, like, Lorelai's fictional. Right. So we can, we're allowed. So we can do that. And I feel like you can, it's okay to have ideas about your family and friends. Cause sure. again, it just helps you understand them better. Or you can just force them to take the test. Like <laughs> I did. I'm going to come back to the fact that you forced your husband and daughter to take this test. They enjoyed it. <laughs> they did. They did. So let's go through five major characteristics of a seven. Okay. And by the way, another thing I should add is that 
we can all have characteristics of different numbers. Mm. The most important thing I've learned is that like you kind of identify with your number based on your core desires. Right. So someone could take the test and actually end up with a high number like seven, four, and three. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And so then it's important for that person to go through and read about each number and find yes. out where they most identify. Exactly. Which is what's nice about the Enneagram because you yeah. have more control over identifying yourself. So true. And I've been through that process. You know, I took the test. I first took the test about four years ago. Okay. And I came out as an eight. And mm. I think at that time I was so like deep in the world of policy advocacy mm-hmm. and like fighting for laws and change and all this stuff. And that really came out in my test results. And I think that's right. what made me an eight. But when I explored it, I was like, you know, their core desire is kind of like to avoid being controlled and mm-hmm. to have power. And I, I, like, I tried to fit myself into it and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just don't resonate with that. I'm not yeah. like in, afraid of being controlled, you know, right. and then, um, I explored some other numbers and yeah, as you said, that's the great thing about right. it is that the test is not the end all be all. Yes. And you took the time over several years is the point too, which yeah. is important. Yeah. Like I and, dropped it for a while and then I yeah. came back to it, you and know, it, and I was like, okay, this is worth re-exploring. Yeah. And allows for people to change too, mm-hmm. which is nice. So, okay. So we're fans and Lorelai's a seven and you're not an eight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We've established those things. (laughs) Those are what we know. So the first thing is sevens can turn any situation into a positive situation simply by reframing their perspective. And being social comes really easily. So many examples. So many examples. The first thing I think of. Tell me. Is when the dragonfly. Oh, no. Sorry. The Independence Inn is closed. Totally. That, that is such like that's the most sevenness that she has ever been it really is she goes over to suki and jackson's house with a bottle of champagne and she's cheering yay we have something to celebrate and suki and jackson are like, oh, what is it? she's like turn on music get the glasses we're having a celebration and then yay. after she builds them up she very cheerfully lays on them that the Independence Inn is closing. They no longer have jobs and will no longer be working together. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're so confused. What do you mean? Why are, are we celebrating? Yeah. This is all bad news. <laughs> and she delivers it as mm-hmm. this is a great thing. Yeah. And because new, what did she say? Like new endings yeah. lead to new opportunities, something yeah. like that. And they keep figuring out ways like this is not good. And she's like, but no, but no, we're going to like, we're going to be okay. (laughs) But you know, I appreciated that in the moment. I'm like, okay, this is actually a cool way to present yourself with this challenge here. Like, I'm going to take this opportunity and make it a positive. Kind of cool. It is kind of cool. It's really, and this is why people like to be around sevens because they do find the silver lining. Mm -hmm. They're usually positive people. They're energetic Mm -hmm. and they can find a way to make a bad situation better. So they make us feel really good. They do. And I don't think anyone else could have done what Lorelai did with the the independence in closing celebration unless you're a seven. Right. And gotten away with it. (laughs) Yeah. And so... Um, she wants she wants everything to be fun. I love that scene when Rory shows up to the construction site to volunteer. 
<sighs> and has a hammer and it's all dressed up. Oh, like with Tom's first feathers. scene. Yeah, Tom's oh, first Tom. scene. Yeah. yeah. With the pretty it has like hammer. feathers and rhinestones and and Rory's like, my mom takes things that aren't pretty and makes them pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, that's about having fun. It's not just yeah. like the aesthetic of it. She wanted a hammer to be fun because the right. hammer wasn't fun on its own. Yeah, no, that's so true. And she's going to do like if you think about the time that that would take. You know, and I don't always think of Lorelai as the most detailed person when it comes to, like, I don't think of her as a crafty person. Right. But in that case, she's, and well, yeah, she, she does sew. sew. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, this is like taking beads and, yeah. I don't know, so she's going to, feathers, and but she's going to do that for her daughter because that was worthwhile to make this hammer pretty. Right. And to make her laugh. Yes. Because the other thing Rory said during that exchange with Tom, I went back and, and listened to it yesterday. Okay. Um, she said, yeah, once she took all of my little, um, like, whiteout bottles oh. I think those little or like pa- uh, my memory yeah. something like that and made little cases for them or like little outfits for them oh my gosh I don't remember that yeah I gotta check that she out. added that in the conversation with Tom so it was an okay. it, right up your point about how like was she That's that detail oriented yeah. like she usually got bored with projects right. but she followed that one through it's just fun. to like make Rory laugh and have fun yep the bit. and be mm-hmm. unusual and it shows up in how she decorates her house too that's right so true remember when emily's appalled by the monkey lamp yes. and they have like betty boop collector's plates oh yeah right? i think it's charlie's angels charlie's angels <laughs> isn't there something betty boop in the probably. house probably yeah like a clock sort of like that kitschy right, stuff that she really likes mm-hmm. even though she loves that old tiny Sort yeah. of like classic stuff, which yeah. is really neat thing right. about her. But then she loves these kitschy things, yes. which, yeah, feels it's very kind of like her seven. Her ch- yeah, and like mm-hmm. her inner child coming out. Yeah, yep. And then, yeah, there's so many times where she reframes her perspective, just like the independence in closing, where she makes things better. Like, remember the Bengals concert when they gave their yeah. tickets to Rory and her children yeah. friends? And she's like, yeah, we can just scalp some. I had a hard time with that Some bad seats. And they go yeah. up to the nosebleed section. And Lorelai starts cracking up. Yeah. Like, and instead of fine. being like, oh, man, I can't see a thing. Yeah. I really wanted to go to the Bengals. Yes. She just starts cracking up. Yeah. I found that one fascinating because this is her favorite band. Yeah. And she's like, no, you teenagers can have the best seats. And, and this woman who got the seats for me over here and I are going to go up. Are you saying them. you wouldn't do that for your children? No. It's just <laughs> not for your favorite lot. band. And she switches plans right that day or the day before. Like, let's do this. It's so impulsive. And she daughter can have fun. And so impulsive. Yeah. People criticize Whoa. her, too, online for, like, not checking with Suki first. And yeah. doing that That's of why. her own mm-hmm. volition. Yeah. I agree with that yeah. one. Yeah. You're right. It, it, it shows her spontaneous mm-hmm. nature. And I feel like her relation to snow is also in this category. Ooh, okay. We know Lorelai loves snow. That's continuously told to us throughout yep. the series. And yet, as Luke points out at one point, like snow, especially if you live in New England, which yeah. you and I do live in Connecticut, it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. You know, the first snow is pretty. And after that, you're like, oh, I can't wait for spring. <laughs> yes, totally. It gets dirty and gross. And um, mm-hmm. even though we haven't gotten that much snow in the last couple of years, yeah, not really. um, climate change, whatever. Right. Um, we used to get in the year 2001, we used to get a lot mm-hmm. of snow. 
So the fact that she loves snow and has made it her thing, I feel like is almost a conscious choice to turn around what many New Englanders feel about the weather. And she decides to love it with her whole heart. That is such a good point because I, I like that you said New Englanders because everything you just said is so true, especially if you're a homeowner. Like once you're an adult, I I understand if you're a kid and you have that mentality, even a teen, whatever, Mm -hmm. fine. But you're a homeowner, especially as a single woman, this is like a big deal. And she never has a shovel. She doesn't have a driveway. Like this is a lot to manage. And somehow she thinks this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just doesn't really add up for me so yeah okay so she carries that like childhood memory of why it was so great with her right and keeps telling the story over and over and it's just like magical 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 thing she tries to reframe it for everybody else she knows too like when they're them in when they're at the dragonfly and yeah and michelle's complaining about having to get mats and people are slipping and no one's here to shovel yes. and she's trying to keep she keeps trying keep to justify it. yes you know like but but it's beautiful and even the people who people are calling can go hiking yeah yeah they i can't get to the inn i can't drive mm-hmm. through the snow yes no you cannot she's like right. no they're plowing no lorelei no <laughs> you can't drive on the roads when it's like you've lived in new england your whole life right? you know this it's really freaking <laughs> annoying um, yeah, so she's she's a master reframer. Definitely. And another characteristic of Sevens is that they're kind of motivated by FOMO and that they're the life of the party. Oh, okay. FOMO, of course, the fear of missing out. Right. And we, I mean, we see this in subtle ways, right? Like she oh, would never miss a town event. No, she attends everything. Never. They go to everything. Yeah, even like the high school things she's yeah, going to, true. if I recall. Um, yeah, every town event. Um, yep. I think the one, oh, the one that stands out to me is the the time they're woken up in the middle of the night when she and Luke are living together. Yeah. And Kurt comes running through yelling town yes. meeting. Right. <laughs> and Luke's like, okay, we're going back to sleep. And she's like, right. what are we talking about? We're going to the meeting. Right. Can I mean, I wouldn't. She would never miss that. No. You're, she would have like way too much FOMO. In the middle of the, it's like three in the morning, they said. Right. And I think it was winter because they were yes. mostly all wearing yes. parkas and yep. winter coats. Nope, she would never even consider no, not going. Never. She had to be there. Had yep. to be in the center of the action. Yep, yep. Um, I remember this also when in season four, when Richard and Emily want to take Rory to, to the quote, big game. And Lorelai's like, what game? Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. She doesn't even know what it is, really. She's kind of like. The Yale game? What is football? <laughs> you know, Harvard Yale game? What is that? And her parents are kind of admonish, admonishing her about it. <laughs> um, but we know Lorelai and Rory are not into sports. They are not into football. And yet she's like, I want to go. I mean, if you're going to be there, it sounds like fun. Yeah. You know, she can make it fun. Yeah. I think the other time, too, was when um, she finds out that her parents are hosting Logan. <gasps> yeah that dinner with logan Ooh, and good one lorelei hasn't technically met logan yet and this is when lorelei is on the outs with her parents are yes. not speaking and i felt like that's fine let them have this dinner you can have your own dinner so it surprises me right. that she would insert herself into this dinner because she was still so mad at her parents Same. they hadn't been speaking 
and she has to grovel in order to go and she does it this is her level of fomo you're so right that that scene has always stuck out to me as sort of out of character yeah for laurel i thought as you said wouldn't she just plan her own time to meet him outside of the gilmore's her own turf um on her own turf and i always looked at it as just a plot device that they wanted the writers wanted to show that Logan had all these things in common with Richard and Emily and that he and Lorelai didn't sure. you know, kind of like established a tricky relationship for the two of them off the bat. But Definitely. I, you're so right that I think it, there was a lot of FOMO, FOMO there, there too. She just could, she could not, not be there. It. Yeah. Even if, if it meant groveling, groveling to Emily. Wow. Good one, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the third is they want to be happy and satisfied mm. and avoid pain. Right. Which, um, you they, know. Yeah, they're afraid of being trapped in emotional pain because they avoid um, negativity. And an interesting thing, too, that um, I, lis- I, was, I was re-listening to an episode of Enneagram for the Culture this morning about sevens. And they said um, sometimes they actually avoid pain by making plans, oh. which I thought is like so Lorelai oh yeah okay yeah you know that brings up a bunch of examples for me yeah brings up a lot yeah um and there's a scene in season six where Luke says to her like you know what your problem is and here's her quote I don't like problems I avoid them when I can and I don't like people pointing them out to me yes that I remember that oh hello seven yeah (laughs) just put it right out there (laughs) yeah and that makes me think too about um when she breaks up with Max. Yes. And then she's waking up Rory the next day to go on a road trip. Oh, big Without time. telling her why. Absolutely. So instead of dealing with a breakup and staying in town and having to manage what that means for everyone and sort yes. of like sit in that pain and uncomfortableness for everyone, she just leaves, takes her daughter, and wants her daughter to be fine with that. Yes. And to not even talk to Rory about why. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Just do whatever I do and go along with what I say. Yes. And she's so avoidant of pain that even the way I went back and watched this yesterday too, the way she tells or the way she asks Rory to go on the trip with her. Or the way she breaks the news rather. Yeah that the engagement is off is she goes in Rory's room and she goes, we are going to hit the road yes. pack now. Like we're going to, we're going to leave tomorrow. And Rory has to be like, wait, Why? what this weekend? And she has yeah. to keep asking her questions. Yeah. What about the wedding? Is it happening? Oh, that's it rough. takes like four questions. Lorelai can't just walk in her room mm. and go, Rory, I have some bad news. Yeah. I called off the engagement with Max. She can't do it. That's rough for a teenager to have to deal with that and be put in that position. Yeah. Um, And I think like in the fact that she doesn't deal with her parents either, there are so many reasons why she doesn't deal with her parents. But one of them is just to avoid having conflict and to avoid pain because it brings Mm -hmm. up for all three of them the memories from the past. And she tries to just avoid that. I think that's why she doesn't tell them so much about her life. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, I think sometimes she seems to be okay with having, like, fights with them. 
And I don't yeah. know if that falls into a seven anywhere. Mm, good like, question. Like, kind of wants to have out a conflict. And I don't know if mm. that mm-hmm. somehow increases, like, something in her brain. Right. Like, is that exciting? Right. right. Sometimes Maybe? she's ready for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, and I again, like you said, she has to have boundaries. Like, sometimes people just have to have boundaries with their family, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable. Yeah. And that's how she felt, so that's fine. But, yeah, overall... Mm-hmm the way that she puts up those um like the guards and having to tell them that you know she doesn't want to tell them things because mm-hmm. she's too afraid of what they're going to say and yeah. just avoids it all together is yeah definitely, definitely falls into that category yeah and then her proposal to luke i would put in this category <gasps> oh my as gosh well. yes yes and that's what i thought of when um camille and kimberly were talking on the podcast yes. about making plans to avoid pain I was like oh my gosh when Lorelai proposes to Luke it was for many reasons but you know she and Rory had just had this huge falling out and yes she sees this man who cares about her and her daughter so so much but I also feel like a lot of it was just I need to get out of the pain yes and not even I can't deal with the fact that my daughter and I my best friend you know that we're not speaking right now so I'm going to do this thing that might bring happiness. Happy. And doesn't she actually say, I just want to be happy right now? Because he <laughs> says, does. like, are you sure? Yeah. And, and she's like, I just want to be happy. She just, just admits it. She does. Yeah. yeah. She does. And then, like, just the fun thing that she always wants to have fun. Her first date with Jason cracks me up. But remember when they, you know, sh- she's all about, like, the ambiance and they have to leave the restaurant. Yeah they're in this quiet room and she feels like it's creepy and then they try to spontaneously get tacos and she refuses to get her order because he's not going to eat too I kind of agreed and when he presses her on it though yeah he's like why won't you eat you're hungry she's like because it's not fun yeah and the way she says because it's it's not fun it feels kind of like a child yeah (laughs) it does I did agree with her, yeah. but, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, fun. does everything have to be fun yes. with you? She goes on a first date. Yeah. Yeah. Jason was like hearing who she was in that moment. She <laughs> yeah. was telling him who she was. She was. Listen up, Jason. She may as well have just handed him the Enneagram book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then as we said in the beginning, each Enneagram type has a core fear and one of the the core fears of sevens is their motivation of the fear of being trapped they don't want to be tied down and this is kind of in addition to avoiding pain Mm -hmm. i wanted to pull this one out separately Mm -hmm. they don't want to be tied down so they keep moving and they keep their options open Mm. um that was in something that i i took from the essential guide to your enneagram oh sorry the essential guide to your enneatype book um, so we see this with Max big time, yeah. right? You know, she doesn't give him the key. She's right. like clearly yeah. uncomfortable with the idea of him moving in. Yes. And, you know, we could explain it a lot of ways. We Does could. she love him? Is she right. ready? All right. that stuff. They probably weren't, they were not ready to get right. married. Right. But I, I don't think she wants to be tied down to yeah. him. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not ready. Yep. And then, like, we hear in season one some background um, from people in Lorelai's life about her not wanting to be tied down. Suki says this thing to her about, oh, you're doing the two-month getaway dance. Oh, yeah. 
And this causes one of their first (laughs) Ricky Martin. (laughs) And so she's like, you're cha-chaing right out of here. And then Emily says something similar Mm -hmm. when Rory and Dean are celebrating their three-month anniversary. Emily goes, tonight your daughter's celebrating her three-month anniversary. When was the last relationship you had that lasted that long? Mean. (laughs) Zing. So we're getting all this background from other people in Lorelai's life that her relationships are not long. Yeah. She's she's sort of like, I guess she's written as independent, mm-hmm. but in this lens, sort of like not being, not wanting to be tied down. Yeah. And she would probably say, well, that's because I'm a single mom and I yeah. don't want to introduce anyone to Rory mm-hmm. who's not permanent. Mm-hmm. But then we see as things play out with Max... You know, she's scared of getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, like, the the thing when... So, then flipping way later Mm -hmm. toward the end of the series in six or seven when she's getting wooed by Mike Armstrong. Do you remember that? The Dragonfly Inn. Mm -hmm. And this guy wants her to basically become a consultant and and help open other... Yeah, sell the inn. And it's so funny the way it plays out, isn't it? Yeah. What are you thinking? Like when people in her life ask her about it, uh-huh. you know, Suki's Suki's kind of dreaming with her, right. you know, in like sevens, they're supposed to be dreamers a lot of the times. And Suki's going along with it. Yeah, like, yeah, we could be there. on the beach. Yeah. It would be great before saying, yeah, but I can't really yeah. do that, right. you know, but you can. Mm-hmm. And but Michelle gets mad and Luke gets yep. kind of mad. Yep. They're both like, are you going to take this? Right. You're not going to sell the inn, are you? Right. And her response is very funny. She's very kind of she's an even keeled face. And she she's does. just like, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of kind of keeping my options. Yeah. open. <laughs> she doesn't say it. But, you know, like, oh, it's just nice to be wooed. It was like she just thought it was fun. Yeah. Like the whole experience was just fun. Yeah. And maybe contemplating well, what would happen if I did do that? Yeah. Like, I don't want to close it. I'm not just going to tell this guy. Yeah. Heck no. It's right. out of the question. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep it open. Yeah. I'm going to let him woo me a little bit because yeah. it's fun to daydream. Right. It's about yeah. living in the South of France. Exactly. Yeah. Fun to have an idea of some options. Fun to get a big gift basket. Maybe get a nice free meal. Yeah. And actually, it gave... Um, Richard a little more respect for her. It did. I don't know if that played into it at all. Oh, and I'm if sure. That made it Yeah. I don't know, more enticing for her at all. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of the some of the experts say that um sevens are quick to move on or generate new ideas because they want to be content. And this reminded me of just something little. Do you remember when Lorelai did the catalog project? Oh, I love that. <laughs> So basically, they were getting too many catalogs. That's such a good scene. And she put them... It's such a good scene. It really ho- shows who she is. Oh, totally. She puts them all on the table, decides I'm going to do this project because yeah. we're getting too many catalogs. I'm going to call them all yeah. and cancel. And then Rory's like, are you just going to get bored and drop this project like you always do? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's an opening scene. Is it? And in the show. Yeah. And of course, by the end, good one. she's gotten up and mm-hmm. moved on to something else. And Rory's sitting yeah. there with, <laughs> with the whole doing project. Doing the task, doing the work. Yeah. And like this whole time, too, I, um, 
this isn't really motivated by the fear of being trapped, but like kind of this idea of being a dreamer and a visionary, you know, she sticks um, so close to her vision of opening an inn with Suki. And I've noticed that she brings it up sometimes when things are difficult. Okay. Maybe for this reason of avoiding pain and dreaming about the next thing, you know, um, and when she drops Rory off at Yale and comes yeah. home and the scene makes me cry. Does yeah. it make you cry yes. as a parent of yes. a child totally. who went to college yes. in the fall? Um, she comes home to the empty house and she, it's like she has this realization. Wow, I'm going to have a lot more yeah. kind of free time now with my daughter gone. Time to start on the, Next the thing. Inn, yeah. You know, and what she gets all into it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is a project to distract yourself from the pain of worry being gone. Definitely. I mean, I think I always thought, you know, that that was cool in a way that she identified that she needed something for herself and just went right for it. Totally. You know, my daughter's gone. So yeah, let me take on something for myself finally. So that was great. But yes, (laughs) did she process her feelings about that with anyone about her daughter leaving did she think about it she journal about it right right probably not so there's that avoidant piece Mm -hmm. exactly we wish she'd think about her feelings a little bit more (laughs) and then in the cool thing about the enneagram is they tell you for each number they have when you're in a period of kind of like being quote unquote healthy and in growth you lean toward one number and when you're in stress Mm. or disintegration you lean toward another number Mm -hmm. so apparently when sevens are in stress they take on unhealthy characteristics of a one okay which is funny because side note worry's probably a one spoiler (laughs) wait and the one is what again yeah so well these are like some of the unhealthy characteristics wait what is the yeah okay so one is a reformer and most like often thought of a as a perfectionist, yeah. but that's not the only like the, they yeah. like being. They want things to be good. They want things yeah. to be right. They're ethical, right? You know, okay. they try to like do things the right way. Okay, um, it's it's pretty Rory if you had to ask me. Yeah, and maybe we'll do that another time. So, but some of the unhealthy characteristics are being angry and critical they might micromanage become stubborn and unable to compromise and maybe even pick on others so the one one thing that jumped out to me was after mia decides to sell yes the dragon i'm sorry the independence yes and lorelei really pounces on suki it, kind of out of nowhere. It really is. It's like almost shocking the it way is. that she handles that. It is. It's like, and it takes her the whole episode to realize mm-hmm. her feelings. Right. Right. About the conversation with Mia and what right. that means to her. Yeah. But Why it was making her so like sad. Blow about. Yeah. And start fights with other people. Yeah. So she criticizes Suki for being late mm-hmm. and for changing her mind it's on quite things. A fight. And, it's quite a fight and basically questioning, you know, can we really be partners yeah. in opening an inn together mm-hmm. if this is the way you're going to be? It's probably one of their biggest fights. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say it's probably the biggest one. And then there's another time when the dragonfly is actually opening and she and Rory are in a fight when Rory's in Europe with Emily. This is yeah. like after the sleeping with Dean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we say that at least <laughs> once per episode. 
Um, they're not really talking, even though they're having phone calls from, from Europe. And I love the way Lorelai's just like, she's bustling around town that episode. They're showing us that she's, I think Patty calls her the flash. She's just work, 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 working. A, to get the dragonfly ready. Sure. B, to avoid some pain of yep. her fight with Rory. But yep. then, like, as she's, you know, bustling around, she starts doing the maid's work. Like, yes. the maid is is doing the sheets, and Laura, like, yep. steals them out of her hand and starts yep. flinging them around. And so he goes, do you want to know the last time I saw staff and maids looking this scared of their boss? <laughs> Your mother's house. It's almost like a manic level to a degree at some yeah. times. Yeah. Some of the ways she presents, like we talked about when she shows up in Rory's room after the Max breakup. And then this example of running around the dragonfly reminds me of like a just a hint of a little bit manic right. where she's really almost like not aware of what she's doing. I know. Yeah, it seemed like maybe she wasn't aware. No. Um, And Suki calls her out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And the interesting thing that they were... So some people, (laughs) for each Enneagram type, they're sort of like this concept of... You can almost equate it to like the... the, What do they call it? Like the seven deadly sins or something like that. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they don't call it that in the Enneagram. I don't know what they call it. Okay. I'm not an expert as we've established, <laughs> but there's something about relating sevens to gluttony okay. and excess oh, to, to numb and avoid their pains. And, okay. I, and I, I thought it was interesting because um, for some sevens, this can be in the form of like, you know, overeating, overexercising, oh, okay. um, you know, drinking a lot. Okay. Just those kind of behaviors. Oh. And I thought that was really interesting because okay. of what you said um, not that long ago about Lorelai. I think this was in our last episode about sexuality, but That's right. about Lorelai and food. Yep. So clearly, like, they always order too much food. Always. Right? We yeah. don't know. I don't think they always eat it in the moment. Right. And we're told sometimes they have leftovers. Right, right. But it just struck a chord. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's part of her her personality and her sevenness in ordering all the food. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's always an excess of, they can't watch a movie without having tons of junk food. Yes. And then the parties that she would throw yes. that would always also be like, you know, yes. have tons of food and be very extravagant. and Like the Asia tons party? Of that's what I was just going to yes. say. The Asia party. Yeah. Yeah, for Rory. This would cost $2,000. Seriously, takes so much time Mm -hmm. and effort. And where did she get all that stuff? Right. And yeah, but of course, those are the logistics. But (laughs) but yeah. (laughs) Right. We want to, yeah. Our suspension of disbelief. Uh, We know. It's a show. It's a show. Even when she greets her, when she goes to Bradley Airport to pick her up from D.C. And she bought all this Hartford merch. Yes. Remember? And even Rory makes shirts and mugs. Yeah. That would have been like several hundred yes. dollars. Yes. And this is, we're always hearing how she's like a single mom right. and scrimping. Yes. But then you're just going to buy all this crap at the on, airport? Yeah. She'll spend on kind of like silly. Yeah. Crappy. It's yeah. funny because it does translate over into, I think Rory has adapted some of those behaviors from her mom because we'll see. When she hosts that student at Yale, she gets she buys her. Yeah, that's she hasn't right. even met the girl, and that's she buys right. her all this Yale paraphernalia, and like the party she throws for Logan is really extravagant when he's going to London. 
things that you're just kind of like oh, and his birthday where did party. you get all the resources and money yeah for this? totally again mm-hmm. it's a tv show right but it's like that's what you're supposed to do it's sort of like that that gluttony thing yeah which i know a lot of people feel strangely about that word like yeah. you could imply you could infer a lot of like diet culture from that yes. word you know it's sort Definitely. of like it's very old-fashioned it is to use and actually i think richard uses it does he during richard and stars hollow really when lorelei <gasps> orders all the chinese food and you're she right. goes i think he does you can't do that you can't order all this food. It's yes. wasteful. And doesn't he say it's gluttonous? it's gluttonous? I think he might. He might. We'll have to fact check later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, the Gilmores, have to have the perfect amount of food. No. Right. Not too needs little, to be civilized. not too much. Same with alcohol. Not too little, not uh-huh. too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was so interesting. I think that we can all agree that Lorelai is absolutely a seven. <laughs> Did I prove my case? I Are mean, I don't think so. People yeah. want to tell us differently. Yeah. Does anyone want to dispute me? Yeah, I would totally welcome it. thoughts about like what, yeah. what type you think she is yeah, or what type you are. Mm-hmm. And if you like the Enneagram, yeah, tell us. Let us know your thoughts. Because we could do more of these. There's There are some really obvious ones on the show. You know, yes. like Paris. Mm, Paris. <laughs> Mrs. Kim. And I have ideas about, yeah, like Emily and <laughs> Emily and Richard, Rory. Ooh, yeah. We'll be back with but, more on that. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, this is a segment we call You Got Totsied. Just like the scent of Tatsy's perfume never leaves your clothes. Gilmore Girls never leaves our brains. Nope. So let's talk about how Gilmore showed up in our real lives this week. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you want to go, Jack? Sure. Right. So um, I have a friend who is watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. Me too. Oh, cool. I love it. See, we're, we're drawing new people Wait, I have in. a question, though. Is it because you told her that we we're starting a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love oh, it. Our such friends are so friends. sweet. Thank you, friends. So supportive. We love so you. Supportive. Okay. And so what I love that she's doing is when she's watching the show, she'll send me these texts about what she's watching and they're love so it. funny. Love it. So the most recent one that she sent me is said this. Max and Lorelai are painful. <laughs> Was that the full text? <laughs> Wait, there's more. Oh, there's more. Okay. <laughs> Seen at the school when he wants her to stay away from him <sighs> and then sent like a cringy face and I was like uh-huh and I and I try not to say too much because I don't want to give right. anything away it's hard but I was t- like yeah yeah I love that she saw it that way and I actually mm-hmm. told her when I watched it the first time I was really into the Max and Lorelai thing when mm-hmm. it when the show first aired I thought they were a very cool couple right and now watching it that I fully agree with her right <laughs> it's different I know. I know I feel like it took me several times of watching to realize why his engagement was so inappropriate yeah I know right you know know. took a little age took a little time but yeah Yeah. that she she nailed it so oh I loved it (laughs) how about you benefit of watching you know in your more yeah seasoned years rather than when it aired that's so fun (laughs) how about you yeah okay oh mine was kind of funny so um We've been encouraging our seven-year-old on the weekends to, instead of just like coming in to wake us up in the morning, like try to spend a little time hanging out first, you know, so we can just stay in bed till like 7.45, you know, (laughs) 
parents of babies are probably <laughs> cursing me. It is. It's such a treat, though. Like mm-hmm. seven forty-five f- feels great. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned, we we've been having some work done on the house, and so her books were not where they usually are. Uh oh. And sometimes we let her use the iPad. Like we usually encourage, you know, a mixture of both, mm-hmm. whatever. Um. But her book, her books weren't there, and so I come down the stairs in the morning, and she's reading the Boggle Manual. <laughs> she took the oh, board game no. off the shelf and was reading the manual, this and it is- totally reminded me of Lorelai staying up to read the, the oven, oven manual. manual. <laughs> this is all this child had to do in the morning. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> That's a little sad. I mean, it's better than the oven manual, isn't it? Definitely. It's a little more exciting. It is. I mean, yeah. and then maybe, you know, she can play Boggle. Right. And like, we've here? already played Boggle. It was just so funny. I was like, oh, honey, what, what are you doing? <laughs> maybe she just, you know, wants to know the rule. She's very rule oriented. She is rule oriented. What number yeah. in the Enneagram? Yeah. Okay, we can talk Sorry. about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us this week. Yeah. Do you love Gabby Gilmore with us? While you're listening to this episode, we would love if you could leave us a review. It truly helps us reach more Stars Hollow super fans and would mean so much. And of course, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time. Copper boom. Copper boom.